You're listening to another football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns with Banker Bill. Ryan, you should get off the internet. And your guy, Bully Rye. I think it's a brilliant idea. That's right, everybody. It's another football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. As always, it's your guy, Bully Rye, and back with me for all the football shows. Banker Bill. Bill, what's going on, bud? How's everything? What's happening, Ryan? Uh, it's it's Tuesday. We're a little early. I miss our live shows, man. Really missing doing the live shows. We will get back to doing the live shows. Listen, it's it's that time of year where like all all the the rest of the the good the, the good weather events are happening. You've got concerts that you and I went to last Wednesday, as well as a concert that you're going to see uh, tomorrow. Uh, right. The Doobie Brothers. The Doobie Brothers. I, I like to call them the Doobs. The Doobs. Yeah. Bill's going, going, to, Bill's going cool. to see the Doobs with the dad. All right. Um, and so, and then you, obviously with the fall coming out, you'll have some some cool events. But I think those those cooler events will start happening on Thursday. So we'll, we'll get the Wednesdays back. We'll go back to the live shows. Uh, in fairness, we didn't get to have a wrestling show this week. PJ Steven got a promotion at work. And um, and then we got, you know, with, with the Labor Day holiday, we sort of, Got a little off track uh, with, with as far as uh, my travel my travel schedule. I took me a three hour drive took me about five hours on Monday, so that was fun. Um, and then you know between that and fantasy drafts, I mean it's it's draft season. We got the season starting by the time this airs. The season will be starting, I guess today. So uh, it's you know those last second fantasy football drafts. Um, along with everything else. We'll get back to the live shows because we do get a lot of interaction in those live shows, and I'm excited for those so as well. Right. Um, let's get into this show. We we talked a lot about college football to start last week, and we're going to open up the show because there's, there's – I don't want to say there's not much to talk about. Uh, we did have a college football week one. It did not bode well for yours truly. Uh, it didn't bode well for Banker Bill either. Yours as, truly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did not bode well for us. But there were some really, really big things to take away from in college football week one. Bill, Bill, you know, what you, I guess I don't know how to, how you present this, but what's what's a big takeaway that you have from week one in college football? We don't know what we don't know yet, Ryan. I think that's, I mean, it, it's week one, right? We, we've seen a couple teams play pretty well. I feel like Notre Dame is really kind of clicking already. Uh, but oh, we've yeah. seen some teams already fall. We already had a top 10 team fall. And so we just don't know what we – it's going to be tough, man. We, we we make predictions right now, and it's almost impossible to figure out what we're going to see. We actually we actually won Furman tickets, uh, tickets to the Furman football game last Thursday. That was really fun because they have, like, an end zone where, like, fans can walk up and be field level and watch the game. Like, you're watching a high school football game. It was wild. But that was the first time it felt like college football was back. But you had some, Very cool. you had some, you had some big games over the weekend that took place. Uh, you mentioned the top 10 team went down. Duke took care of Clemson Monday night. So the state of South Carolina did not vote well. We're going to get that in the homer's corner. Uh, so the first top team, uh, 10 team goes down. You had some really big blowouts too. Ole Miss over Mercer, 73-7. to seven. Uh, I, I, I want to touch on the Oregon-Portland State game. Yes. 81-7. What is that? That was a 7-7 game. Bill, I need to, I need to ask you a question. You're aware that the duck, the mascot for Oregon, has to do push-ups after every score, correct? <laughs> like they couldn't. 
he couldn't feel his arms on on Saturday right? or Sunday. The, that, that the was... Oregon Duck mascot had to do over 540 push-ups during that game. That's because amazing. After, after every amazing. touchdown, you wait for the extra point, so he's got to do seven. For, and, and so however many points for, for the score. So seven nothing, he's got to do seven push-ups. 14-7, he's got to do 14 push-ups. 21, so on and so forth. So add it on. There's a there's a picture of the Oregon Duck mascot just laying flat on his back, absolutely exhausted. Bill, I would die. Yeah. Now, 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 granted, the mask doing the push up in a mascot costume, you don't have to do the full push ups, right? Because the duck lips are going to touch the ground. I that uh, doesn't matter to me. Just putting my arms down at this point in my life. <laughs> well, that's why they I, got a college student probably playing the mascot. I'd be in the mascot uniform, yelling to the other team, "Shut them out! Shut them out! <laughs> Please don't make me do push ups." I don't, I don't want to exercise. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. um, that was, that was another big blowout. Georgia blows up Tennessee Martin 48 to seven, uh, to remain the number one team in the country. Oklahoma state, no, Oregon state. That's what I was looking for. Oregon state. We saw the debut of DJ. We former Clemson quarterback. Yeah. He looked really Had good. Had a really good game. game. Yeah. Um, the, <sighs> there are so, so many games. I think the one that we really need to talk about. Come on, it's Colorado we TCU. We coming. Let's go. That's the one. I mean, how many how many people do you think were watching that game on on Saturday? If I was if I wasn't golfing out, that's what I would have been doing was watching that game. Now, I can't I, believe I, I had that something game. going on. I couldn't watch the game, but I will tell you that the entire time I was doing what I was doing, um, but I couldn't watch the game. I was paying attention to my score app to find out if they were like how that game was going. Yep, same. And same. so was my dad. I was with my dad. We were doing the same thing. Is Colorado winning? Like who cares about the Colorado Buffaloes? But all of us do all of a sudden, and that's the Dion, the primetime effect. It's unbelievable. Colorado beats TCU uh, 45 to 42. Shador Sanders has made a stake for his name in the Heisman race after he breaks school records I believe for both passing yards and touchdowns. Let me pull up the stat line here. Shador Sanders, 38 of 47, 510 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Running back Dylan Edwards, five receptions, 135 yards with three touchdowns. And wide receiver, or a cornerback, cornerback slash wide receiver, Travis Hunter has an interception along with 119 receiving yards in this game. Just a two-way player in college is not something you see anymore. Colorado college game day. Pat McAfee said something along the lines of, "You know, we're hyped for this game, but Colorado can go in here and lose by fifty. We don't know what we're going to see." And boy, did they put the whooping of a lifetime! I wasn't well, even a whooping. whooping. It wasn't a whooping, but it was. But a it was a competitive the, win. It was a whooping on the experts and, and the team to finish runner up in the national championship last season. TCU. Now, granted, they lost their quarterback, who was a very good player. And obviously yeah. other teams, but they were ranked 17th. And Colorado goes into their house opening day of the season, 100 degrees, and beats them by three. You can't not already think that Colorado is legit. And there, I mean, we have. To, that's why I said we don't know what we don't know. We'll see what happens next week. Deion Sanders is the epitome of turning the transfer portal into uh, like a roster building tool. I mean. There was a there was a meme after the after the game was over where where Deion Sanders was talking to a guy that played for DCU, and it the meme read, "This is the coach you don't want playing uh, talking to your players," you know, at the end of a game. 
Um, Notre Dame kept rolling 56 to three over Tennessee State. Not a whole lot of really good games over the weekend. The biggest game probably came from LSU and Florida State, the only game with featuring two top 10 teams. So two top 10 teams went down with Clemson and LSU. Florida State pulls away in this game, 45 24. Uh, I was watching the game at uh, my best friend Aaron's house uh, that we always talk about uh, when we talk about Carolina business equipment on the show. Um, we were watching the game after after a long day. We had drafted. We you know, had a few drinks and get back to his house. And we're watching this game as, as Florida State starts to pull away. And we said to each other, if, uh, if, if Florida State scores, we're going to bed. And literally the second play later, they scored. And then they went up like 20, 21 points at that point. We're like, all right, that's, that's it. We're done. Um, so Florida State kind of looking like, I don't know, trying to prove me wrong. I wasn't sold on Florida State prior to the season. And we both said on this show last week, we thought LSU was going to put a beat down on Florida State. And they did not. It was the exact opposite. So a lot of fun college football last weekend. The rankings are out, Ryan. Have you seen the new rankings? The one, the one thing I pulled, the one thing that I, that stood out to me was Clemson dropped to twenty five, Duke jumped to twenty one, North Carolina to seventeen, and I did not. Of course, see what they course, State course Clemson dropping sixteen positions would be the thing that stood out to you. That's, that's Ryan's Clemson. No, Clemson fans. Clemson fans would tell you they they shouldn't be ranked after last week. Like they were they were embarrassed. Listen, I tried. I sat back. I you know I there were a couple Clemson fans on 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 social media that wanted to come out and, you know, poke fun at the fact that we lost to North Carolina in the, in the fashion that we did. Because um, South Carolina looked terrible. We'll talk about that in Homer's Corner as well. Um, but I, I sort of kept my mouth shut. I didn't pay attention to all the people running their mouths. And so when Clemson gets smacked 28-7 to by Duke on Monday night, I wasn't about to do it. And I saw some Carolina fans getting out there, getting after it. I'm like, oh, yeah, you want to talk crap about North Carolina? Like, no. Don't stop. Just, just don't. I think my, my Facebook status was Carolina fans. Please just don't stop. Like just stop. And, uh, but yeah, I saw Like I said, they, they dropped to 25. Bill, what was your big takeaway? What, what other jumps did you see in the, in the polls? Well, Florida, obviously Florida state with a big jump, jump four. Uh, Michael Penix jr. Looked fantastic for Washington. They jumped two spots up to number eight, Tennessee and Notre Dame follow them up the rankings. They're nine and 10 uh, respectively. Obviously, you have LSU dropping out, you know, well, not dropping out, but dropping nine spots. And like you said, we talked about South Carolina not looking very good, but obviously they get some respect because North Carolina was one of the largest movers of the week, moving up the pole uh, four positions to match Florida State's jump. Whereas Florida State takes down LSU, North Carolina jumps to number 17. So, and like I said, we just don't know what we don't know right now. We don't know what's going to happen in week two. That's what makes it so much fun. And, and every win, every game means so much in the college football season. However, for those of you that did take a loss in week one, though, you South Carolina Gamecocks being one of those teams, Ryan, you can still win a national championship after losing early. It's You don't want to lose late. So now South Carolina has to go on a roll. Yeah, I also saw LSU drop to 14 after their loss to Florida State. Um, you did have a couple other moves that I'm having to adjust for our podcast pickems later in the show. But again, not a whole lot of crazy college football games this coming weekend. We got a couple of ranked versus ranked matchups that we'll talk about in the podcast pickems later in the show. But let's get off of college football football real quick because all right, we're in week one of, of NFL football, and we're we're gonna do our first our first bullies buys and sells with with a. a with a, a, a co-host. I've never done a co-host segment 
with bullies, buys, and sells. So you're going to get, you're getting to tell me whether you think it's fact or crap when we get there. But with the right. see, with the week one comes some unfortunate news out of Kansas City heading into their season opener on Thursday night against the Lions. Travis Kelsey hyperextends his knee in Tuesday's practice. They say is from according to Bill and and I'm sure other other outlets. His ACL is intact, but his status for Thursday night's game is now in in, in a huge question. Yes. Uh, Bill, Travis Kelsey went in the first round of both of my fantasy drafts, and we drafted the night after his injury, and I believe Travis Kelsey dropped to the fourth round in that draft. Do you see Travis Kelsey missing any time? Again, we I, having known what we know, do you see Travis Kelsey missing any time? And is this is this as big of a deal as I'm making it out to be? Well, it's it's good news that it is in is structurally intact, right? I mean, we've none of us are doctors, but we've all watched football for how long to know that when guys hurt their knee, it's never good. But structurally intact is good news for Kansas City fans. Do I think he misses time? Yes, because I don't think they would have reported it and called it an injury if they didn't expect some sort of missed time. They would have just said, oh, he tweaked his knee a little bit in practice. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. They obviously were worried about it enough to test it. So, yeah, I think you're probably not going to see him playing on Thursday against Detroit. And if he is, I would say he's probably more of a decoy. So, I don't know what Kansas City does from that point forward. That That's their big weapon. They don't this really is- have anybody fantastic. This is directly from my Cleveland uh, clevelandclinic.org from February 16th, 2022. Uh, it's a direct quote. If your hyperextension didn't damage anything inside your knee and you don't need surgery, it should take between a few weeks and a month to recover. If you yep. need surgery to repair more severe injuries, it could take a few months before you can resume your act- your usual activities. So I think I, I think I said off the air that I thought he would he would be missing at least a few weeks. If they tried to rush Travis Kelsey back, I think they would be doing a disservice not only to Travis Kelsey, but to the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. I mean, Kansas City coming off a Super Bowl win, all they do is stack wide receivers. Uh, their backup tight end, I can't think of his name, but the backup tight end isn't terrible. But with as many wide receivers as they have on that team, they should be able to make up for Travis Kelsey's absence. Well, and they need. They need whoa, to get tra- whoa, I'm not. Whoa, I'm not whoa. saying that. Either, I'm not saying any of these guys are going to be Travis Kelsey. Now the they, targets will have to go somewhere else, but you cannot make up for Travis Kelsey. There's no such thing. Oh, okay. So, so then let me rephrase. There's the targets to go around for his other receivers, and there are plenty of other receivers that should be able to go out, step up, and and fill in for Travis Kelsey until Kelsey can get healthy, at least long enough to make sure that the Kansas City starts two and two, three and one. I don't think that this Kelsey injury is necessary for 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 the Chiefs to to try to rush him back. And I think even if they start 2 and 2, the Chiefs are are with Travis Kelsey back, will turn back, you know, become once again the dominant force that they are and having having a a, a healthy Kelsey versus not having a Kelsey for an entire season because you try to rush him back to me, is more is more prudent than anything else. Would you, would you I, agree with that? I agree with that take. I agree with that take. However, if I'm a Kansas City fan tonight, I'm very curious. If we do not have Travis Kelsey on the field, who commands, what, 15 targets per game minimum? I think that's probably minimum somewhere in there. I mean, he doesn't catch all of them. But anyway, that's about right. I think that's about right. You're looking at a, a roster of Kadarius Tony, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, 
and Sky Moore as your top three wide receivers on this team, I don't think that makes you feel very good going into week number one, especially against a pretty good Detroit team. Sky Moore's coming. Sky Moore's coming into his second season, correct? Um, yeah, but I'm not. He didn't. He didn't do anything. Well, that's that's the point. Pretty, I think he I caught think twenty two receptions last year. I think he comes in year two, especially with the absence of Kelsey. I think I think you're going to see Sky Moore step up. I mean, I, I first of all, he doesn't have a choice. Is this one of those buy or sell things? Because that's crap. You we don't haven't know got, what you've got with Sky we, Moore. We haven't gotten there yet. Um, spoiler alert: <laughs> He's not my wide receiver buy this week. Uh, but I also wrote this list before Travis. Yeah, Kelsey I, I'm not feeling good about that, Ryan. I'm just not. I just don't feel. Now, granted, it's Patrick Mahomes, right? So, watch the game. Obviously, we're all going to. It's on I'm Thursday night. It's, it's of course we are. So watch the game. Let's see what we get out of of this team because that makes me nervous. There's nobody on this roster that jumps out at you. You know that really makes you feel good about losing your best receiver, and it, by far your best receiver. There's just nobody on this team. So we'll see what we get, man. This is I, this is where Patrick Mahomes needs to make that money. I'm not going to argue with you only because. It makes my Lions sound like they have a chance to knock off the yep. Chiefs. I think I saw a picture earlier today, too. The last time Jared Goff played the Chiefs in the season opener, uh, the Rams beat the Chiefs that year with Patrick Mahomes. So um, I'm, I'm, liking, I'm liking their chances at this point. Uh, Bill, before we take our first ad break, NFL Week 1 is here. I know you told me off the air you had a week bold prediction. In any... Considering all the predictions that we've made, we, we went through our our schedule uh, and, and predicted you know a way too early Super Bowl matchup. Any bold predictions coming into preseason week one now that we've seen injuries and, and roster cuts and all that stuff? Do you have any final NFL bold predictions heading into the regular season? I think the Green Bay Packers are going to be better than we thought they were going to be. I've liked what I've seen from Jordan Love, and I'm very interested to watch that team. Which I know makes you go, yeah, because you're not a Packers fan. But I thought he looked fantastic in preseason games. Much better, much more poised than I expected. I thought he looked like Trey Lance. He does not. Uh, my bold prediction is not that bold considering where I, I put them in our in our predictions preseason. I agree. I, don't, I didn't think that. I mean, but we predicted before we saw preseason. Yeah. And I feel like I, when I watched them in preseason, he looked much better than I expected. Based on all that, my bold prediction is that that the Miami Dolphins are going to win the AFC East. I, I like that, but I don't I don't know if I, I feel like that's all that bold. I I I mean, considering that that everybody's continuing to call this uh, the Buffalo Bills division, I'll, I'll go a step further. I think having let's 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 go with the with the pretense that. Tua Tagovailoa stays healthy the entire season. Yeah. I think I think Tua Tagovailoa will vie for the MVP this season. How's that for a bold prediction? That one's uh, it's out I, there, I like right? That. Actually, he was he was in the the MVP talk when he was healthy last season, so I, I agree with that. I think he'll be very very good. Uh, another one, you know, I, I think that's I think you're pretty close on that one, Ryan. I think the Dolphins have the roster. They're actually talking Jalen Ramsey might come back in November. So when he comes back, that, that roster is, just, is scary. They just need to avoid injuries and play you know a little bit better on the offensive line than they did last year. But that roster, and I'm a Dolphins fan, and I don't like the – I'm not a homer like Ryan. I'm not going to go, we're better than I think we are. No. It's 
you know, they're I've never I'm, I'm a cynical guy. I'm waiting well, no, for you, them to lose. So I, I I think they're scary. I think that's a scary team. The second you set expectations, yeah, is the moment is the moment you set yourself up for a letdown. So never exactly. set expectations. And I won't do that. I, I will not say the Dolphins are going to be any good. Now, do I think based on what everybody else is saying that you know they have a chance of being good this year? Yes, but I've been watching the Dolphins lose for twenty plus years. I'm not going to say anything good about them until I see it on the field. And we've got a really good matchup first week where we get to play the Chargers, who, man, until Tua Tungavailoa figures it out and stays healthy and does what you hope he's going to do or you said he's going to do win the MVP this year, he will always be compared to Justin Herbert. And I can argue all day long that Justin Herbert is not as good as people think he is. But until Tua does it, because he was picked number five and, and Herbert was number six, he has to win this week. I mean, that's what I feel like needs to happen. I'm excited about it. So we'll see what happens with your prediction, Ryan. Well, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited that we're back at football, and I'm excited to get into bullies, buys, and sells. But before we do that, let's talk about our first sponsor in the show, Carolina Business Equipment, with offices in Greenville, Charleston, Columbia, and Florence. Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Call my best friend Aaron Thompson at 843-452-8761 for a quote today, and make sure you tell him that Ryan from Tap Outs and Touchdowns sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. Bill, I am so excited that I actually have somebody to talk to me during buys and sells. Listen, if you know me, I I could I saw talk you to draft this wall. week. I saw you draft this week, so that was my worst draft I'm just I think saying. I've ever done. It was I was not happy with that team. Uh your dad took Jared Goff literally the pick before I could. As his second quarterback behind Lamar Jackson in a non-super flex league. But let me remind the let me remind the audience what bullies buys and sells is. Uh, buys and sells is basically where I take one player from each position and either buy this week or sell this week, similar to what Matthew Berry does with his love-hate. Based on projections by ESPN, quarterbacks with six-point touchdowns, not four, um, and everybody else is as PPR standard scoring uh for, for running backs, receivers, and tight ends. I will buy players based on them exceeding their projections. Again, all on ESPN.com. And then I will sell against those same projections, meaning if I buy, I think they will exceed those points. If I sell, I think that they will not get to that uh, projected points. Uh, Bill will come in this year for the first time, and he will call factor crap uh, based on the players that I choose to buy and sell. So, Bill... Are you ready for bullies buys for week I'm one? I'm ready. I'm ready for these awful, awful choices. <laughs> well, let's start off here. And Anthony again, Richardson. Not, Anthony I, Richardson, come on. I'm not Your quarterback, my friend. Do you want to get this out the way? I drafted Anthony Richardson as my only quarterback because I panicked because your dad took Jared Ugh. Goff. I also took Jonathan panic and I, Anthony Richardson because he was the best quarterback available. I also was took he? Jonathan. Was he? We've been. We've been dumping We've on been, the entire like two, I, last two months. I am banking on the fact that Anthony Richardson is going to get some get some yards on the ground, get some like points for rushing. Months, four months, Let's, and then you spin around and, and our fantasy league for the podcast pick him as your quarterback. I think that he's. I think that he's. I don't think he's going to be any good. But from a fantasy perspective, he might be productive. Justin Fields light. It doesn't matter because I drew. I drafted Jonathan Taylor knowing he was going to miss four weeks. Jonathan Taylor is already in my IR slot. 
And I have a quarterback that I've, I've claimed on waivers that will clear on Wednesday morning. So before the show airs, it will clear. So I will have a different quarterback to start in week one. And I'm more comfortable with the other starting quarterback. It's not the guy that I'm going to I'm going to talk about in my buys. But I just wanted to get that out the way. Because you've been talking for the last two days about the fact that you couldn't wait to get on the show to trash talk me because uh. I took Anthony Richardson after we've been trashing him pre-draft. I get it. It wasn't a good look for me, but I didn't have a choice. Is that fair? Is it, is, I cannot we, tell are you. Are we good to go? Are we good to I go? I cannot tell you how much fun that was to watch you pick Anthony Richardson. And at first, I didn't realize it was you. And then I'm when sure. I, I was like, wait a minute. Ryan took Anthony Richardson? I'm getting you an Anthony Richardson, Richardson I, jersey. I don't wear it. No, I don't understand why everybody took two and three quarterbacks in that league when it's not a super flex league. I will I will say, I will quote my dad on this one, and, and my dad would say, the bye week. The bye, that's, you can, that's what waivers are for. That's why you don't draft two defenses or two kickers. That's what I drafted waivers two are for. Kicker, I drafted one kicker and two defenses. I, I don't, I'm, I got one of each. I, I have a, up. you know what, I'm not even going to try to update you on my strategy on this one. I'm just going to win the league, and then I'll tell you after the season. That's fine but sometimes, Ryan, there are teams that play against good defenses, like, say if the I have the Dolphins defense drafted and they're playing Kansas City that week, I don't really want to play against Kansas City, even if the Dolphins have a good defense. However, if I have a second defense, say like the Washington Commanders, which, by the way, are my two defenses, and the Washington Commanders are playing, say, hmm, the Arizona Cardinals. I definitely want to play the Washington Commanders that week. I don't necessarily want to drop my good defense to do that. That's why you draft two. And you, so you draft a crappy uh, uh, position player that you don't that you don't need. That's that's all you gotta do. Why why wouldn't you just pick him up in the draft so that nobody else can grab him? Because you don't pick up a crappy position player that you're never going to use in the first place. Or you can wait till like the twenty third round and pick Anthony Richardson as your quarterback. For the record, I'm only projected to lose my opening game by nine points, and that's before I take the quarterback that I'm I'm, I'm picking up. Wait, and and in the main league. So if you look at the league home, it tells you where you are supposed to finish in the league. It sells me dead last. I get it. None of that's ever right. Okay, it's never accurate. You can't go by that. Wait, wait, where was that? Where does it have you? It has where me finishing dead last. Which is what position? That's 12th. Well, okay. okay. Yeah. All right, let's get into bullies, buys, and sells so we don't, we don't go long on this show. My quarterback buy this week goes to none other than Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett, projected 16.8 points. Bill, uh, he's playing in San Francisco. Uh, Are no, you... What's that? What? Go ahead. Go ahead. He's playing San Francisco this week. Crap. No, no, Joey Bosa. Uh, he's he's second second year quarterback, uh, second year wide receiver, and George Pickens ready to take the next step. San Francisco is traveling east. I love home teams traveling uh, east from the West Coast at one o'clock games. I think Kenny Pickett exceeds his projection. That doesn't mean I think he's going to score thirty points. Do you think? Wait, wait. This is in Pittsburgh. This is in Pittsburgh. That's correct. Okay. So I'm I'm buying Kenny Pickett this year above sixteen point eight. Above 16.8. Uh, fact. All right. All that all that nonsense you were talking I thought you said he was going to San Francisco. All right. No, that's no. I, I thought that's what you said. I'm sorry. So, fact. Yeah. All right. So, you like my Kenny Pickett buy? Yes, I love him. I, I like him above 16.8. So, my running back that I'm, I'm buying this week is it shouldn't be – I mean, if you've got him, you're starting him. And it's running back Joe Mixon for the Cincinnati Bengals. Projected 15 points. I'm just not sold on Cleveland's defense. Yeah, you've got Miles Garrett. Uh, I actually had a guy in a group chat today tell me that that on paper the Cleveland has 
the best roster in the entire NF or AFC North, uh, which is crazy to me. Um, nobody's really talking about Joe Mixon this year. There's no, uh, I believe, no Samaj P. Ryan. He's in Denver now uh, to, to back up. Um, I, I, it doesn't make sense. Everybody's talking about Joe Javante Burrow. Javante Williams. Well, yeah, Javante Williams in Denver as well. But, I mean, you talk about um, just the fact that everybody's talking about Joe Burrow and his injury and, and Jamar Chase. Um, there's no no running back standout to take the place for Mixon again with P. Ryan gone. Uh, Mixon had a game, I believe, if not four or five touchdowns in a single game last season. Uh, again, Joe Burrow coming back from injury. I think they're going to try to ease Burrow into the game, which means they're going to rely on Mixon a little bit more. And I think that he he beats this 15-point projection. Bill, fact or crap? Fact. So I far, like that Bill. one too. I, I agree. Bill. I like that one too. I think I, I agree. I think Joe Burrow, it's very it's very nerve-wracking with his injury. I don't think they're going to try to uh use him that often. I think they're going to try to run the ball down Cleveland's throat. So I would say fact. Well, that makes me happy because you're probably not going to like my wide receiver on buying this this week because I, I, I've been talk, talking all offseason that Tennessee uh, wide receivers go to die, and I am buying in on DeAndre Hopkins projected at 13.4 four point, uh, points this week. Uh, again, the big news in the offseason was that he got traded from Arizona to Tennessee. Now he's the clear number one wide receiver uh, and, and a more established wide receiver in Tennessee, something desperately needed by Ryan Tannehill. Uh, listen, I think a one-two punch with Henry and Hop uh, is going to be fun to watch, only for a little while. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to wear down pretty quick, in my opinion, as will, in my opinion, Derrick Henry. Uh, but to start the season, I think he's going to be—I think he's going to be solid, including this Week One matchup. Uh, Bill, factor crap, DeAndre Hopkins exceeds thirteen point four points. Crap! No way! Really? No way! Well, give me give no me your way. thoughts on why? Because he's just not good anymore. I just think I, I've been saying, man, we've been talking about, I mean, this is crazy. It's like you for it, you were one of those guys that has no memory of what you've said in the past. We agree that, that that's where you go to die. Grant Tannehill was injured last season. It wasn't good before that. DeAndre Hopkins was not good before he, I mean, he was okay before he injured, but not that's another year, you know, beyond that. And I don't know what we're going to get from the saints. I don't know how good their defense is going to be, but I just don't think with, that the Tannehill, it's not like he's got Mahomes throwing to him, I, but no, 13, no. Crap. Well, I tried to set the bar low uh, because Crap. I didn't think 13.4. I'm not a De- DeAndre Hopkins fan. You know what kills me is he's from Clemson, and and you're throwing that out there. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I feel shocked, Cotton. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tried to set the bar low for wide receiver. I tried to set the bar even lower for tight end, uh, and it's probably a homer pick here. But I'm loving Sam Laporta, projected 7.4 points for the Detroit Lions this week. They drafted Sam Laporta to replace TJ Hawkinson, who just signed. uh, I'm not sure if it's a record contract, but he is the highest-paid tight end in football now over in Minnesota. Amon Ross St. Brown and an aged Marvin Jones are the only known threats in this past game. Jamison Williams is out. He will be out for six weeks because of the gambling gambling fiasco in Detroit. I love Laporta uh, this week on NFL's opening night, especially – if for whatever reason Patrick Mahomes can't keep the ball on can't keep the ball in his hands uh, without Travis Kelsey and and he gets more opportunities for the Detroit Lions offense, that's why I'm I'm buying in Sam Laporta this week. Bill, what say you? Crap. You really I don't agree. Seven points. I think seven points. Seven point four. I don't think so. Uh, he's a rookie. He's a rookie tight end. He's going to have a hard time figuring it out. 
I worry about that. How good is he really? I don't know. They overdrafted him. And he's going to Kansas City to play his first ever pro and you know pro game. Seven point four points. He needs to score a touchdown to beat that because no, he's not going to do three, it with yards. Three catches, forty four yards, puts him in projection, dude. Yeah, I'm I, I'm not feeling it. I drafted him, Ryan, for two reasons. One, because I think he's going to have a pretty good season, and two, I didn't want you to have him. I thought it would make you really mad. So he's my backup tight end for my bye week, but I'm not playing him this week. Oh, I can't stand you the fact that you got him. But, you know, yeah, especially because you only got him for your bye week. So I ended up having to go with my guy Hayden I Hurst. I think I've, been, he'll I've be, been beating my chest about all season. I think he'll have a good season. I think Laporta is, like you said, I like the fact that actually that's the reason I drafted him is because he was in the third or fourth tier above all of the other tight ends that were available. I wanted a backup tight end. I wanted to make sure I had a tight end in case something happened to Dallas Goddard, who was my first tight end that I drafted. And I think he's going to have a pretty good season. You said it. TJ Hawkinson was fantastic in that offense. It's no different now. And now they and they needed a tight end, and they were excited about this guy. But I don't think he does very well in his first week. He's one of, like, three options on that offense. Well, Jameer Gibbs being another one. But I digress. Listen, that's what that's why we play it. So the next week when I am when I go 4-0 and and my bullies buys, yeah. um, you know. We you can figure out which ones go I got right. Is that how that oh. works? Yeah, I've got I got it all on a spreadsheet, dude. I can't so we push we push on the ones that I agree with. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a push, I suppose. So okay, yeah, I never thought about it until now, but yeah, I guess I guess the ones that another you agree competition on, between Ryan and myself. <laughs> that's what we that's do all, around here. That's all. Yeah, that's all we do. We we we're just, we're just here to compete. Uh, all right, so we have to go. If we go with buys, we got to go with bully sells uh, guys that I don't like this week. This should come as no surprise. Quarterback Dak Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we got a we got a guy sitting in the uh, in in the backstage waiting to make picks with us. Um, used to used to be a big Cowboys fan. He might not like this pick. Uh, co-host of the of the Cat Cave, Michael Davis probably wouldn't like this pick either. But I'm selling Dak Prescott. He's was terrible. He was terrible, Phil, in the 2022 season opener before he got hurt. Uh, we really thought Cooper Rush was going to take that job from him until it went, after he basically went undefeated in Prescott's uh, absence. Uh, and he's struggling in camp this year. He's been throwing throwing interceptions left and right in training camp. Starts off against a divisional rival with a lot of hype, in my opinion, on offense between Darren Waller uh, coming over to New York, uh, Saquon signing his one-year tender, and a rookie Jalen Hyatt that I'm really high on this year. I think they're going to keep the ball out of the, out of the Cowboys' offense's hands. Um, and I just don't like this game for Dak. I don't like I don't like Dak at all this year. 22 points is a lot to get uh, for a Dak Prescott, who's been shown shown to be mobile. Uh, but again, he got hurt in the opener last year, missed some time, and now he's playing the divisional rival here in week one. Bill, what say you? Fact or crap, Dak Prescott under 22 points. This one is a fact. For everything that you said, it is in New York. It is on Sunday night, which means, like you said, it's a, a hyped game. The Giants are going to be up for this one, and I think that they're going to hold the Cowboys down. I think it's going to be a really tough game. I don't think anybody's going to score a ton of points in this game. I don't know necessarily who wins. We might have to pick that one later, won't we? Oh, God. Is Prescott um, – is Prescott – I don't want to call And you said he was terrible in preseason, correct? Well, he was terrible in camp. I didn't watch him in preseason, but he, yeah. the word out of out of Cowboys – I like Dak camp. Prescott. I am I am a Dak Prescott fan. Well, so the other the other part, to the, part of this, too, is that the Cowboys traded for uh, – why can't I say his name? The quarterback for San Francisco. Um, Trey Lance. Trey, they traded for Trey Lance be at in the end of camp. Quarter. Now, in granted, Tra Trey Lance is probably going to be on the practice squad for Dallas uh, with Cooper Rush's backup. 
but it was almost to say that there that, that Trey Lance is a is a project for when Dak comes comes up in a couple of years to be paid again. Like, well, we don't need you because we've got Trey Lance who has True. the same same you know style quarterback as you. Jerry is Jones Dak, would love to do that. Is Dak Prescott the new Tony Romo? Everybody loved Tony Romo when he first started. Then he fumbled the the, the field goal hold and and sort of everybody kind of just took a big giant dump on Tony Romo for the, for his last few years in Dallas. Is that where we are with Dak Prescott? Well, I think they've got an issue in in Dallas that well, obviously besides their owner, but they had a great quarterback and he wasn't he was a championship winning quarterback. He was a very good quarterback. Troy Aikman was a fantastic quarterback in Dallas and everybody gets compared to that guy. If you don't win championships, you're garbage regardless how good you are. It's your fault. That's what happened to Tony Romo. I think that's what's happening to Dak now. If you look to Dak's, if you look at Dak's stats, Ryan, he's really not that bad. But everybody takes a dump on him. They all say he fails in the playoffs. The, never mind, he scored thirty-five and they allowed forty. You know what I mean? Like that kind of yeah. thing. It's it's like it's not really his fault, but it is his fault. And well, I think the the problem that I think people most that most people have with him is the fact that he leads the league in interceptions year in and year out. Like he doesn't know how to not throw the ball to the other team. True. Of course, so, I mean, but they win games. I mean, he needs to figure that. Obviously, he, it's it's not going to happen. He's he's hit his ceiling. He's at his ceiling. He's at his floor. It's, it's what he, what he is right now. So it's always going to be his fault. So they, like you said, I think that I think you're exactly right about why they have Trey Lance. By the way, you do know about the new uh, third emergency quarterback. Yeah. They're allowed to suit a third quarterback. Is it possible Trey Lance could be that guy? I they I think that's only the rule though. I think that's only in the playoffs. Well, is, I don't are you think sure it's only in the playoffs? I think it's only in the playoffs. Oh, okay, if, if that's the case, then so the rule is the same during the season where you can only suit up two, or if you, you can suit, suit up, up three as many and the third guy comes in, nobody else can play. If the third, well, no, if the, if the third, I think if you suit up, th- if you bring in three quarterbacks into a game, that's part of the fifty-three man roster. You got to take one guy off. Like that's, I think that's basically what it does. Right, but you could have three quarterbacks suited. The the way the way that I read the the rule, and and I, you might be right that it is only in the playoffs, but it, they changed it. Where you used to, you could always bring three players, three quarterbacks in, but it's part of the fifty-three man roster. Like you said, if you suited up, you suited up. But the before it was if the third quarterback played, nobody, the first quarterback or the second quarterback couldn't come back in unless that, the guy was injured. We might need to do some research because I'd, I'd like to know about the rule. Uh, well, I did no. read it. You can play the third quarterback as long as the other two guys can't go in. That's 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 interesting. We'll have to we'll have to do some more research and verify uh, for our next show, Bill. I got I got to warn you. The next three players are probably going to be the easiest uh, agreements that we've ever had. Okay. okay. Let's start off at running back. Las Vegas Raiders running back Josh Jacobs projected 16.8 points. He held out all of camp waiting for a new contract. The Broncos defense doesn't scare me, but I hate running backs who did not practice. I hate them to stay healthy for the entire season. I hate them to be, to be, to be ready for week one. Josh Jacobs, I believe, was in the top five of uh, ranked fantasy quarterbacks heading into the season. Josh Jacobs was an absolute monster last year, but I don't like him this year for everything that I've said, and that's why I'm selling him here in week one. Bill, what say you? Man, he's so good, though. (laughs) 16.8 points is a lot to project for a guy who's been held out of the camp. You're right. I'm going to say fact. I don't think he's – I'm worried that he's not in football shape. Yep, yep, and same. I think just the odds are that he's not uh, up to par, and he's his timing's not right. Man, he's good. He's so good. I mean, he gets a, he gets a touchdown, and we're in trouble. So, but I'm going to say fact. All right. So the next two guys may not play this week. 
But ESPN still has them projected a crazy amount of points. So much so that my wide receiver that is on my sell list this week was drafted before the third round in every single league that I drafted this week. I drafted is that three fair? teams. Is that fair to sell uh, to have him as a sell if he might not play? Yes, because he's projected. He might not play this week. Points. Cooper Cup is coming off a hamstring injury that he hurt in early in camp. He suffered a setback last week and is seeing a specialist to figure out what exactly is going on. He Ooh. is questionable this week at Seattle, and he has projected 19.2 points. Listen, I'll tell bad. you right now, wide receivers with hamstring injuries yes, end up, end, up being, end up missing about half the season or they're not themselves. When you, you have a guy like Cooper Cup coming off of an already already being injured last season. Now, granted, before he got hurt, he was the number one scoring wide receiver in fantasy football. I know because I had both him and Amon Ross St. Brown on my roster, who was one and two for the first eight weeks of the season, which led me to be the, the highest scorer in my league. But Cooper Cup is questionable to play. I don't expect him to play. And if they expect him to get healthy to make, a, make any sort of run or make any sort of uh, push here, uh, down in Los Angeles, uh, they're not going to play him this week. He's projected almost 20 points. Uh, Bill, what say you selling Cooper Cup? Fact. Fact, I'm yeah. with you. If, if he's a, if he's that questionable, if he's having that many issues, he's going to see a specialist, then you can't play the guy. You can't play the guy. So, now granted, this this projection may have come down, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a cap. You can wait till the last minute, right? I mean, that's the thing. Is, but, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Um I'm going to give you the caveat. I changed my cell right before we came on the air. My original cell this week was Evan Ingram from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's projected 9.9 points. Uh, there's a lot of feeds. To, there's a lot of feeds. There's a lot of mouths to feed in Jacksonville, including the new re- newly reinstated Calvin Ridley. Um, there's a lot of uh, – the Colts will be bad, uh, but I just – you get another week one divisional opponent – Last season, they held Evan Ingram to 20.6 combined points in two games. He was my original sell. But based on what we talked about early in the show, my my new tight end sell goes to Travis Kelsey because they still haven't ruled him out. But based on everything... I mean, we, based, we, we know he's going to be out. So, yeah, sell that. We, Man, we don't, is that terrible? I mean, yeah. We, we don't know if he's going to be out that, yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but hyperextension of the knee? And if they put him I in as assume. a decoy... If they put him in as a decoy, is is doing everyone a disservice. Yeah. Um, regardless of what happens this week, they still have him projected as of Tuesday evening at eighteen point nine points. That's why I'm selling Travis Kelsey. What a bummer! What a bummer! I think I think your brother in law has him in the tap outs and touchdowns does. fantasy league, and I texted him, him in the first round. I texted him the same time I texted you because I think he drafted right after me, and I can't remember. I think I took Christian McCaffrey at was it three overall? I have to go back and look at the draft, but I drafted someone right before he took Kelsey. And I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't justify taking Kelsey in that pick. Um, In my main league, I was going to take Kelsey at five and the draft went Justin Jefferson, uh, Jamar Chase, Christian McCaffrey, and Kelsey went at four. That left me Austin Eckler at five, but I was, Eckler's really good. Oh yeah, I was I had I had every intent to to take Travis Kelsey at five overall, and I didn't like taking Eckler there, but I did, and now now I like it even more because Kelsey is probably going to miss a week of the season. Yeah, so, at least. Um, so Bill, how'd you like buys and sells, man? Did you, I like did it. You enjoy it. I like it. 
That's good yeah, stuff. It, we only disagreed on, I think, what, two? So, two of them, yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if we'll, we'll talk off the air, see if there's any tweaking that we need to do before next week. Uh, folks, we have a special guest coming up after the next ad read. Uh, I told you starting with the NFL season, we're going to have guest pickers on every week to pick uh, the five games against the spread that we pick on this show. Uh, and so we're going to get into it. Before we do that, let's talk about our next and, and last sponsor in One Stop Repairs. Established in 2008, One Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina, is your one-stop shop for all your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and the most competitive prices in the low country. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9 star rating or on Facebook by searching for One Stop Repairs. Call Zach for a quote today at 843-343-6310. That's the number one, One Stop Repairs. And that Zach is actually the guy who took Travis Kelsey uh, immediately after my pick. So a uh, shout out to Zach. Hopefully you won't miss too much time. Uh, we're doing podcast pickums in week two. Before we get into the podcast pickums and bring uh, bring our guest picker on the air, I do want to mention that you can still join our ESPN uh, pickum groups, both in college and pro football. Pro football, you got to get in early. You got to get in soon because the games start Thursday night. College football started last week. The we had a couple people that didn't make their picks. Uh, the House of Black, whoever that is, if you listen to the show, you are tied with none other than me atop of the leaderboard at 7-3 and three after one week of college football games. Bill, it looks like you're down here, uh, I guess, tied for third at 5-5. Five and five. Everybody else went 5-5. Five and five, I'm down there. I'm except down for there. the two of us at 7-3. and three. So some time to, to, time to overcome. Uh, as far as the picks that we made on the show last week, uh, Banker Bill... Went two and three. I went three and two. We both missed. Let me pull up my records here. We both missed on South Carolina, North Carolina, and LSU over uh, Florida State. But Clemson was was a 12-and-a-half-point favorite over Duke. We both took Duke. Duke went out right. Uh, the, uh, we both took Utah. Utah six-and-a-half over Florida. They won by 13. Coastal Carolina was, was a 14-and-a-half-point dog, UCLA. They lost by 14, which gave me the three-and-two record going into this week. So without further ado, you may remember him from our old show, the BRBT podcast uh, that he and I, he and I used to talk wrestling and football uh, some time ago. Let's welcome in big Tex, JD Spence, big Tex, What's going on, bud? Yo, yo, yo. What's up fellas. How y'all doing tonight? Doing good. What's happening, JD? Glad to have on, you man? on the show, man. This is good stuff. How, how have you liked what you heard so far? I know you've been you've been backstage for a while. How have you liked any, anything that you want to you want to kind of touch on from anything that we've been on the show so far? Um, yes. Number one, you are straight on with Cooper Cup. My boy is turning thirty years old. Hamstring injuries, soft tissue injuries. Just had his ankle worked on. He's not going to be ready for the season. I'm just letting y'all know that now. Um, the other thing is, is Kelsey with his knee, he can't even be a decoy. Like, it's somebody that works with sports. You know, I coach tumbling and cheerleading sprains. Soft tissue is what I deal with all the time. There ain't no way he's playing on Thursday, not even as a decoy. They're going to make sure that they put him up on the shelf, let his knee. Don't be surprised if he gets put on, like, the PUP or something like that to give him time to get back. Uh, because, you know, if Patrick don't have him, he's going to be hurting. And we know that for a fact. 
I, I think uh, Baker Bill would agree with you there. Yeah, it's good, good stuff, stuff here. Yeah, I agree. 100%. <laughs> Let's get into podcast pickups. We got two college games and three NFL games to pick here going into week two of college football, week one of the NFL. Let's start off. Number 20, Ole Miss, a seven and a half point favorite at number 24, Tulane. Uh, Ole Miss coming off a 73 to three win over Mercer last week. Tulane coming off a 73-17 win over South Alabama. Uh, let's start off with our guest, Big Tex. Big Tex, who you got in this one? Again, Ole Miss by seven and a half. Uh, who you got in this game? Golly, man. Ole Miss will probably win by like 20, 25. Um, I just, I, like Tulane is, Tulane is a small school. They're coming up, you know, scoring 70 points. I mean, that's hard to do on any level. Let's be real about that. But the teams that you're beating, that also has to be taken into consideration. So, yeah, Ole Miss by about 25, I would think. Baker, Bill, who you got here, Ole Miss or Tulane? Tulane. Uh, I'm going to agree with J.D. over there. And uh, I think uh, Ole Miss is going to take this one. I, what scares me is that, that Tulane's defense gave up 17 to South Alabama. So that uh, I, I think that makes me a little bit nervous. I don't think their defense is going to be able to stop Ole Miss and uh, give me Ole Miss to take it uh, and, and cover the spread. That's what you call oh. Swiss cheese. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with both of you guys. I've got uh I've got Ole Miss taking this one uh big as well. Uh next up on the college slate, the only other the biggest matchup of the weekend, uh you've got number eleven Texas. Let's go number three Alabama, big Tex, a big Texas fan. Uh, Alabama coming off of a 56 to 7 win over Middle Tennessee last week. Texas, 37-10 win over Rice. Let's start with Banker Bill here. Bill, number 11, Texas. Number three, Alabama, seven-point favorite. Bill, who you got? Alabama. Going to cover the spread, beat Texas. They're going to be PO'd about how close that game was last year. And I don't think uh, Texas had a good enough week one to make me feel pretty good about it. Give me Alabama. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you there as well. Uh, I think Alabama. Listen, if I could go back and change my Final Four prediction, I would take Alabama over Georgia to make the Final Four. Uh, so I'm taking Alabama here. Uh, Big Tex, who you got here? Texas out Alabama. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it the way that I feel it. Uh, Alabama should win this game. They should. Uh, the only thing that I would have to say though is that. Looking at Texas, we have always been a team that comes up to the level of team that we're playing. Uh, we're almost like the Pittsburgh Steelers back when they had Roethlisberger. They always kept teams in the game just so you could throw more, it seemed like. Um, but what I would say is if it's close, we might be able to beat them by like a field goal or so. Or on the opposite side, they're probably going to run a track meet on us. But our defense is very fast, young, and very spirited. So I think that the Horns are going to be coming to play. And if Alabama messes up, upset alert. So you taking Texas to cover? You taking Alabama to cover that? Texas to cover. Let's go. Texas to mm. cover. All right, big Tex. That's a uh, homer pick. <laughs> I mean, listen, hey, listen, listen, let's not even talk about homers because then I have to start riding on Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that's we we all know how that goes. Um, yeah. Let's go into the NFL slate. We are finally in NFL Week One, and we finally get to pick some NFL games. And it starts on Thursday night as the Detroit Lions take on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. As of Tuesday, the Kansas City Chiefs were still a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, we talked about homer picks. I'll start us off here. I'm taking the Lions to cover that spread. We, we already talked a lot about Travis Kelsey's absence in this game. Uh, we talked about the fact that we don't know who's going to step up for Kansas City. Detroit's got a pretty good team, and they're the sexy pick to win the NFC North this season. 
Uh, and, and so for that reason alone, I'm thinking the Lions might have a chance to shock the world and knock off Kansas City here. Uh, so I think they cover that six and a half point spread. Let's go to Big Tech. Big Tech's next. Try to say that. Five times fast. That was a homer uh, pick. Big Tech's. Who you got here? Detroit Lions, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I'm going to have to say the Lions. Um, wow. And I, I was I was going to pick the Lions even if Kansas City had Travis Kelsey. Um, the only reason why I say that is because the Lions are good at all facets of football now. They're good on all levels of football. Kansas City still is hurting. They're not going to have Chris Jones. So their D-line is going to be hurting. I'm here to tell you, if if the Lions don't run a track meet on Kansas City, they're going to beat them handily either way. I just want to make sure that Baker Bill heard, Bill heard that. Jay yeah, I, uh, loving, loving my Lions. Here. I need whatever you guys are smoking because, wow. I, I read this right, right? This game is in Kansas City. That's correct, yes. And Patrick Mahomes is healthy, correct? I just want to make correct. that 100%. That's correct. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Kansas City, and uh, I'm gonna <laughs> laugh to the bank. I will say one other thing though: every game that Jared Goff has played, which has only been once, I think this is going to be his second game, right? Against Kansas City. Against Kansas City, uh, yep. I think against Patrick Mahomes. Yep. The first time that they played, when he was playing for the Rams, he went tip for tap with him, throw by throw, dialed in, ready to go. I'm telling you, man, do not sleep on the Lions. Don't sleep on them. They Y'all might come keep... out and make it look ugly. I'm here to well, tell you. I'll tell you what. The Lions started the season last night or last season like they were asleep. So I'm not really expecting them to come out of the gate too hard. Well, what you can't see is me is me dancing because JD's making my uh Yeah, I, I can see the dance right now. It's that shoulder thing you like <laughs> yeah, to do. Yeah, it's the shoulder dance. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. what it is. Exactly nice. what it is. We got a, we got another fun game to pick on Sunday uh, or, or this weekend. This one Sunday, the four twenty five kickoff. The Miami Dolphins at the L.A. Chargers. Uh, the Chargers a three point favorites at home. Uh, let's start off with Baker Bill since this is Dolphins involved. Bank- Bill, who you got here? This is a homer pick. I'm taking the Dolphins, man. This, we're gonna run out that gym. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna run track meet on them and. Uh, we're taking this one. I, I'm, we're not going to let the Chargers beat us again. For some reason, we have to keep going to play in their house. We, we had to play there last year, and it was a pretty decent game. And we didn't play all that well. We're going to play better this season. Uh, Big Tex, who you got here? Dolphins at Chargers. Dolphins at Chargers. I expect the Dolphins to hop on their plane, show up, and put some work on the Chargers, honestly. Um, I don't think that the Chargers have enough depth to run with Miami all game. As long as Tua is standing up, there's no way the Chargers beat the Miami Dolphins. We I'm are doing the unanimous. shoulder thing right now. The shoulder thing. Let's <laughs> do the shoulder thing. We are, we are unanimous in the Dolphins, which means that the Chargers are probably going to win this game. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's how the experts normally happen, right? I Every, know, when everybody I know. picks the one team. Yeah, but if you uh, look at the Dolphins and OTAs, like you look at the way that they were working OTAs and the things that they were doing and their joint practices. They were just on top of it, man. And they look like they're ready to go. And, I mean, McDaniel is so cool, man. He's like that uncle that just, like, always lets you do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Love that guy. Yeah. He's the <laughs> uncle that he's the uncle that slips you a beer without your dad knowing and just says, no. hey, hey, this is our secret. No, he's, not, I'm not, he's not that uncle? Not no, that he's uncle. definitely that uncle. I'm just okay. not snitching. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> he's wearing his J's the whole time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. We got we got one more game to pick in the NFL slate. Sunday night football. We talked about it earlier in the show when I when I sold Dak Prescott. 
The Dallas Cowboys are a three and a half point favorite at the New York Giants. Uh, you know, Big Tex, let, let's let you start off here. You used to be a Cowboys fan. You still kind of pull for them. Uh, who you got here? Cowboys at Giants on Sunday Night Football. Um, I honestly feel like that we are going to see a more potent and higher scoring team out of the Cowboys with Zeke not there. I think they're going to be faster. I think they're going to be more efficient. And I think that they're not going to be so stuck on running the way that they were when they had Zeke. I don't even really believe in the Giants, to be honest with you. I mean, let's be real. Like, other than Simmons, they really didn't make anything that was really big this summer. Hyatt, maybe. But other than that, they were just paying people and not really showing what they really were worth. So, like, I don't believe in the Giants. If anything, it's like Gulliver's Travels, and they're going to be looking up at a star the whole time. But, so you know. So you're, so you're taking the Cowboys to cover that three and a half. Yeah, 100%. They'll probably win by, like, 15, 20. All right, Baker Bill, what say you? Hmm. Wow. I uh, I don't want to pick the Dallas Cowboys. My dad will kill me. Uh, but I, I think I got to go with Cowboys. I don't feel great about the Giants. Um, but, yeah, I think the Cowboys cover. Just I think it's close. I don't think it's going to be a really – a really it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a, it's gonna be a tough score. I think Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott doesn't play all that well. But um, I don't think – I do not like Daniel Jones. In my like best – in my best Lee Corso uh, imitation, not so fast, my friends. I think the Giants playing at home Sunday night football. We just talked about how the fact that Dak is going to be able to put it together. He's going to turn the ball over here. Saquon's going to be playing because he wants someone to pay him big money next year. Darren Waller is going to be an absolute stud for this Giants offense. I really like Jalen Hyatt for the for the long ball threat here. Uh, for Daniel Jones, I know Bill isn't a huge fan of Daniel Jones. I think with a guy like Jalen Hyatt and Darren Waller here uh, for this Giants offense, I think they're going to be much improved. And I think not only do they cover this three and a half, but they went out right at home on Sunday night football. Ryan, can I add one little counterpoint to what you Absolutely. Don't be surprised if one Waller or Saquon goes down. And I don't wish that on anybody. But if you listen to the way they've been talking, they're going to run their offense through those two people. They really don't have any other body other than Hyatt that can help. And you know how the Giants wide receiver room is. They go down like flies every season. Yeah. So watch yourself when you pick that. That's all I got to say. Well, I'm watching myself go into the winner's <laughs> circle once again next week. Uh, Big Tex, I'm so glad you got to join us for this for this, uh, for this guest picker here in I, podcast pickups. I appreciate y'all bringing me on. That's why don't really- you why don't you share a little bit what you got going on? You're you're running the gym out of Hanahan Rec Center, so why don't you why don't you tell the audience about what you got going on over in Hanahan? Oh, really love this cheap lug. Here I am, my Mick Foley, real quick. Uh, no, um, thank you for it. Uh, I own a cheerleading gym in Hanahan called Cheer One with my business partner Ashley Chiampa. Um, and we have been there for the last. This is going into our second season. Um, I'm actually a certified judge. So I judge all-star cheerleading all over the country, um, also in other countries too. Uh, so it's a really it's a sport that I'm 100% involved in, love and everything else, just like I love fantasy football and everything else. Um, so we're doing big things in hand-to-hand. We love everyone, even kids from other gyms. Come learn from us. We just want to make the sport great. And let's go 
cheerleading is finally an, an Olympic sport. It's been voted in. We haven't gotten it yet, but we're close. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's incredible stuff. Y'all go out. Y'all go and check Cheer One over at Hanahan Rec Center uh, once again. Uh, Big Tex, glad to have you on the show, and uh, I'm sure we'll yeah. have you back sometime soon, man. Thanks Appreciate so much. Appreciate you, man. Cheer1SC.com. Appreciate y'all. There it is. There it is. Uh, Bill, we got one last one last little part to do in the show, and it's my favorite part of the show every week. Sure. And that's and that's Homer's Corner. Bill, what you got for Homer's Corner this week? I mean, I'm going to go with the Florida Gators this week, man. We took a tough loss down well up there in Utah. Uh, obviously, Utah, very good football team. They were playing their backup quarterback, but boy, that guy looked pretty special as well. So we've got some positives, man. The Florida Gators had a good passing offense. They didn't have any running offense to speak of, but uh, you know we have an offensive lineman coming back. Uh, I think we're going to be okay, man. I'm feeling okay about it. I, I think that was a much closer game than the score told at the end. We made some mistakes. And uh, Graham Mertz played much better at quarterback, and that's what I think was going to be our weakness coming into the season. He played much better at quarterback than than we anybody thought. Uh, you know, he I believe he had completed almost eighty percent of his passes for three hundred and some yards, and we're gonna be all right, man. Florida Gators, let's get us a winning record this season, and just wait till next year because we get that number three class coming in going into twenty twenty four season. So uh, hang out, Ryan. We're not done yet. Well, we still got to find tickets to the Florida South Carolina game in right. Columbia, so we can go to. Uh, speaking of Florida and South Carolina, <laughs> my Homer's corner has to do with the fact that the, the state of South Carolina did not have a good football weekend. Only two schools, only two football programs in the state of South Carolina, won football games in week one, uh, Furman over, what is it? Tennessee tech Tennessee and tech, yes. Charleston Southern. I don't even remember who they beat. Uh, coastal Carolina loses to UCLA. North Carolina and Duke beat South Carolina and Clemson, respectively. Citadel even loses to Georgia Southern. I believe they got shut out in that game. Ooh. Not a good week for South Carolina college football. Now, granted, I think Clemson gets a, a, a cupcake this week. I know South Carolina gets that same Furman team that won last week. Now, we saw we watched that game in person. Furman, uh, Furman doesn't have a lot of really big guys. Now, they have a couple of tight ends that are six foot seven. But they did not get a lot of targets in that game against Tennessee Tech or whoever it was they were playing. Uh, so I think the Gamecocks have a good shot to get back to one and one. I can't imagine them losing to Furman the way they lost to the Citadel. I can't wait uh, to watch that game. I really can't. We might have to I think watch it's be it together. fun because we saw that team live, right? And then we're going to watch them go up against South Carolina and just get their heads knocked in. That's going to be pretty bad. But you know, we could, we, we, could we saw always, those guys. We can get Furman tickets for like twenty bucks. Maybe we drive down to Columbia. Who knows? I'm no, I'm not that interested. Uh, no, not that interested. All right, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, nah, Bill, not, maybe, maybe that might be an idea. We'll see what's going on on Saturday. Bill, we are up against it, man. What, uh, I, I don't really know how to close the show out tonight. You, how, how much longer before, uh, in the zone racing is, is back up? I know we're, we're getting, right around we're getting pretty close, right? Yeah. Right around a month. I think we still haven't announced it because we, uh, we're having issues with our graphics. Uh, so we haven't oh, really announced it yet, but, uh, you hear it here first. We're planning on, I believe right around the beginning of October. Uh, but we just haven't said anything yet. It's not a big deal. It only takes a couple weeks to get the season together and, and get all the people signed up and the sponsors signed up. Very A lot of demand for our league, Ryan. A lot of people want to be involved. So when we announce it, everybody gets really excited. So it, you know, it all comes together pretty quickly. Sounds like my main fantasy league in high demand where there's always a waiting list of people trying to get in. So I totally, I can totally relate. Not really. Yours, yeah. is, yours is a lot more, uh, I guess, maybe interesting than mine. Um, listen, uh, this has been a fantastic show. Thanks for big text. Uh, J.D. Spence for coming in and doing picks with us as our guest picker this week. 
Uh, there was no no wrestling show this week, but we're coming back next week. Uh, PJ Steven and I will be talking to AEW All In on next week's wrestling show. I do want to give a shout out to Michael Davis going through some uh, going through a little under the weather right now. Hoping he's going to get better soon. As of right now, the the Cat Cave is going to continue on. We we had Desmond Johnson, producer of of both uh, Tobacco Road Sports Radio, owner and curator curator of Tobacco Road Sports Radio as well as producer of the fans, uh, the, the Keep Pounding Podcast Network uh, that produces the Cat Cave. Uh, he was a guest on that show this week, and we'll have him back on. Uh, but make sure you go over to Tobacco Road Sports Radio or the Keep Pounding Podcast Network so you can catch the Cat Cave. Uh, but listen, we are full on into it with football season now. Um, if you want to, uh, you want us to cover some players for fantasy football or or certain teams in the NFL when we, when we talk winners and losers next week, Make sure you go to social media at Tap Out the TDs on Twitter or X, whatever it is that the cool kids are calling it these days, or Facebook.com slash Tap Outs and Touchdowns. Let us know what you want us to talk about. But that's it for this week. For Big Techs, for Baker Bill, it's your guy, Bully Rye. We'll see you next week right here on Tap Outs and Touchdowns.